Hello, welcome to the Dark Path Podcast. Today is uh, January 28th, and it's been about a week since the last post, and it's been one hell of a week. (laughs) I mean, on every level, but the big, big thing that happened this week was this emergence of this incredible protest um, uh, convoy of truckers that is coming from all corners of not just Canada, but it seems North America. I've heard truckers in in the thousands are supposed to be coming up from the United States. I've heard of truckers potentially even coming up from Mexico. Um, And I've just actually this afternoon heard that um, uh, other freedom convoys have have been uh, sprouting up in places like uh, Italy and Australia. And so it's really interesting. I remember... um, maybe back in the summer, I'm not exactly sure, but somewhere around there um, in Australia, uh, there was some talk of a trucker convoy thing, um, but it never materialized to, to the extent that what seems to be happening in Canada is happening. So maybe this would be the start of a, 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 whole, new, a whole new way to, to get things to change. I don't know, but it's certainly exciting. It's exciting in an important way, too. Um, it's the first bit of hope that I've seen um, really, since this all began. Now, you know, when it first began, most people were willing to comply with it and go along with it, including myself to a large degree, because we didn't really know. We didn't really know. So somewhere along the lines, though, the realization hits you to some degree or another that this, something's wrong here. These things aren't adding up, and there seems to be no backpedaling or re-evaluation of information. And... Um, just continually doubling down on like like three possibilities, right? We can either, you know, restrict people's movements and social isolate each other, or we can put a mask on our face, or you can get a vaccine, and that's it. That there's no other options available, and that's been going on and on and on and on, and suddenly, thanks to some wonderful human beings who drive truck, <laughs> which is just so astounding, and what it's wonderful, but it's just astounding. Um, maybe there's maybe there's a change in the air, and it's a outcome of that. But one of the things I was thinking about with this is that um, I think everybody's frustration is hitting a high point in the in in in, in its fluctuations and its in its ongoing ex- expressions. And I don't just mean in terms of people like myself who are frustrated with it because we can see that there's so much here that's going on that's not true and that's being um, intentionally manipulated and is quite problematic and dangerous as well. Um, and so that's all valid and everything, but there's also just in the people that have bought into all of this and have gotten their booster and would go get a fourth shot and you know wear a mask in their car when they're by themselves. Even they are starting to be like, come on, this is this just keeps going on. And, and one of the things I'm noticing in the local... British Columbia politics that's interesting is um, there's the group that advocates and pushes for more restrictions and more rules and and harsher harsher penalties even for people that don't obey the rules um, and and their frustration is growing and it's interesting to watch because I think Bonnie Henry in particular um, but the rest of the little crew around her want to get off this ride they're 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 at the point now where they're like we got to stop doing this we know we got to stop doing this but how do you get off the ride you got everybody so worked up especially this one particular subset who people who are extremely worked up and extremely afraid and extremely vocal especially on places like social media so how do you get off this ride how do 
you if you were in that position, which I would, it's not an enviable position. Now, from my perspective, I think it's understandable that many, many people will have to reevaluate their positions and a lot of the things that they've been going along with for a lot of what has been happening. And on an individual level, I'm always open to and willing and happy to allow a person to reevaluate and to come around and with self-contemplation and reflection to discover a bigger and brighter and broader and deeper understanding of things and, and to move forward from there. So that's on an individual level though. Um, I, I still know, I know that politicians in particular and people in the media to a lesser extent are all individuals and everything, but it's the responsibility that comes from that position has to be recognized, I think, here. So for the last few years, there's definitely been some poor decision-making, let's say. And that has to be accounted for from the people in power that were supposed to make good decisions, that were supposed to actually have the ability to step back and think about what they were doing and not just go along with the, you know, the crowd's uh, instinctual responses which were a lot like the flock of the flock of birds flying in the air, just kind of random and fear-based and not really um, going in any particular direction. And I mean, we still haven't gotten off ramp necessarily. And then before the trucker explosion of trucker um, convoy thing uh, happened, that the feel was kind of like we could come back with restrictions and you know and everything, and we'll just do this, keep doing this again and again. And, the extension of the vaccine mandates in BC in particular stands to the idea that there was no real intention to get off of any of these things. But everything seems to be changing really rapidly. Now, I want to give a shout out to the truckers, not just the truckers, but all the people around them and all the people that are supporting them, but to, the, to what they represent in terms of the structure of society. Because it's the working class, the blue collar people that actually keep things moving, literally. I mean, think of a trucker and moving so that the products that need to get to the shelves get there and that the gas that needs to go into the tanks to, so that you can fill your tank and your car gets there and all of these things. I mean, we need these people to do what they're doing and they're being treated like shit because they want to resist something that is totally immoral and they know it's immoral. And they're one of the few groups so far that has stood up and said, no, this is immoral. Because a lot of people don't know this, but the majority of truckers are vaccinated, just like the majority of the population in Canada are vaccinated. It's not about whether or not a person um, should, at an individual level, get the vaccine. They seem to, on the majority, want to get the vaccine. But what's not being communicated well, by at least by CBC and CTV and Global News and all these terrible news outlets, is that they're resisting the mandates and the vaccine passports in a general sense. And that's a really different thing. And so I just can't express how wonderful it is to see that this kind of courage and insight and weighed and proper sort of response to all this is coming from people that are often looked down upon by the, uh, you know, the Laurentine elites, the, elite, the, 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 the laptop class and the snobby idiot, you know, media pundits and uh they, they, they tend to think of you know, the working class in a negative, you know, derogatory way quite often, but fuck that. The working class are the backbone and the sinews of society. And they always, again, too, in, in a general sense in societies, are the ones that tend to lead the, you know, the revolts when the government gets too tyrannical. 
it's not going to be the you know the mouthpieces in the media that are going to change things it's going to be the average person coming together and really affecting some pretty amazing change um the hope thing is interesting too in that i don't like hope in a general sense i don't like hope in the sense that if it's all you got you don't got much so when this all started percolating up that was definitely something i was careful about was getting too caught up in hope too caught up in in the in in the the want that i have for things to get better and back to normal and for life to not only go on but for for the large scale society to basically heal itself from all of the separation that we've sort of suffered social separation at, as well as one way to put it um and i really felt that there was a tug of war inside me about this because particularly when i see the images of all the food that's being prepared for these guys uh driving the trucks or the everybody in the convoy um and the the warm welcome at every truck stop and the people at the overpasses and and just these human beings in this convoy going and saying we're going to put ourselves here and we're going to make this a statement that we're not going to back down from I, something it stirs something in you it really does my uh, i have a family member who had a sign up on an overpass um, when the convoy left bc last weekend and he had a tear in his eye from it and it's like it, there's something powerful about that now the reason to be careful about hope though is that hope can extend past reasonable expectations i don't know what to expect none of us really do this is all new no one's ever done this before this is never this is everything about the last 2 years has been unprecedented but this response from the general population filtered through into the truckers is like nothing that's ever happened either so we don't really know the media has already tried to um color things to be violent and extremist and call the truckers you know right wingers and white supremacists and all this kind of garbage that they do but i don't even that's not getting any traction i don't see any particular you know um momentum growing on that but there is of course the danger of the agent provocateur and the things that have been exposed previously about the police and um and just general you know malfeasance from from authority figures to create problems But again, I see that being well well prepared for in the minds of people that are involved in this and everyone knows that that's possible. So I think that it's quite likely that we could we can avoid all of that. I just but what what end this will lead to, I don't know. So the hope that I have, I'm holding back from getting overly excited about because I know that that's an important way to keep your perspective level during this time. But boy, do I have some hope here. I really do. because we need it we need something world worldwide not just canadians not just americans or australians we all need a bit of a turn of the tide to show us that there's reason to hope that to, to continue on it's been a hell of a two years and the stress levels underneath everybody are just they're there you're stressed out i don't care who you are this has been a shitty couple of years and you know if you want to say that your life has been that affected by it that's fine but other people you know have been extremely affected by it and most people aren't very aren't very good at measuring the subtle shifts in their lives and how that affects them so in the training i do with medicine um there's a, there's this concept comes up quite a bit is you got to figure out what might be going on that the person isn't consciously sort of engaging in 
but it's still problematic if you want to be able to help them in the totality of their their health and so with people in general there's a lot of shit that goes on where people don't want to acknowledge that it's affecting them consciously and a lot of the restrictions in the last two years have been very much um had that element to them because they're not overt i don't go to parties that often i used to go to parties more often when i was a kid but um i don't go to parties that often so like not having them there it doesn't feel at, at, at any given moment to be that big of a deal but over time the loss of that social connection and the and the joy and the fun and the, and, and the learning and the experience you get from not having them um that loss is it to me it's like a drip feed thing it's like it's just a little drip and a little drip and a little drip of poison going into your your social dynamics in which affects your whole physiology ultimately um so so yeah it's it's that drip feed element and it's finally building up into something <laughs> this really wonderful idea of the working class truckers coming back to to, to 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 kick the idiots out of power i mean it's beautiful in that way so big shout out to the truckers big shout out to everybody supporting them support love to them all now as we go forward with this and things start to unwind which is almost certainly what's going on is is an unwinding and undoing of the of the stress and the fear the panic that has caused so much of the reactionary behaviors as this becomes more unwound um, and as i said we do need to hold the people in power accountable um, of course but as that happens there also is a real need for reconnecting with people and so for example i was um i don't know dealing with someone interacting with someone recently who's still terrified to take off their mask and it i know it does it wouldn't do any good to just say hey take off your mask you're being stupid because that isn't how people respond well they don't respond well to these things and of course they don't respond well to that um instead it was a rec- it's a recognition that what's happening is that they're afraid the factual element of saying well the mask isn't actually filtrating out any of the aerosolized virus particles that you know you may think it was doing at some point that's got its place and it maybe can be planted as a seed but the emotional response it, it, you just you can't tell people to feel something and just have them expect them to feel it all of a sudden or else you'd be able to go up to people that have like you know clinical depression and say stopping depressed and then they would so of course that isn't the case instead there's a need for the recognition of that their emotional response is real so they are actually afraid and then i think the next thing to do beyond that and of course that ties into not judging and projecting a bunch of anger and hatred onto them or anything like that of course you know that's stupid that, that well it doesn't help anyways um is to lead by example and so you maybe that person is afraid to show their face but they can see your face and your face is smiling and talking to them warmly and in, in engaging with them and recognizing them and they feel that and then you can feel at least this is particular person I was talking about now although with others too is you can feel them wanting to connect back and eventually that desire to connect back is going to override the um well, the avoidance behavior that the mask represents or whatever it is and by the way I've said this before but I'll say it again too about the masks is there are people that have really become hooked on them and the reason they become hooked on them is because it's it's like a magic um rock or something that's supposed to protect you from evil spirits 
If you really believe that, then that thing becomes a way for your nervous system to allow yourself to become calm because then you think, okay, I am actually safe now. So I have this thing, this mask or this magic rock, and because I have it, I truly believe I'm safer. Your metabolism will slow down, your, 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 your heart rate will come down, your whole system will become more relaxed. And that is a healthier state of mind for you to be more relaxed. But unfortunately, just like with the magic rock, maybe you lose the rock or you can't carry it for some reason or whatever it is, it's not really the rock that's making you feel better. It's just the symbol that it represents to you. And if you want to become a more actualized person, it has to be recognize that that symbol is an internal thing so the rock is always within you or the mask is always there in your mind maybe even though that gets a little silly sounding too really the reality is you're okay because you're alive and you're okay here now that's all you really get when you really strip away all the the hubris of life it's you're alive now you're you're here now therefore you're okay if you can breathe you're okay if you can if you can think, you're okay. <laughs> if you can, if you can breathe and think. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll, I'll, I might come back to that a little bit, but the idea then is, is to recognize with the people that aren't feeling that comfortable that, that lead by example and lead with compassionate mind, who understands that they're they're still afraid. Now, on the on the note of the responsibility within governmental figures and how all this house of cards falls and then the responsibility gets laid bare and then we have to deal with the justice that comes from that i don't think that the local like the bc politicians like you know dr henry and stuff are you know to the core of their beings malicious people i think they're very myopic vision and they and they have a they've sort of sacrificed their independent thinking for a group think and, and, and who knows what all else is going on in there, um, which needs to be investigated. Um, but when we look, you took a look like, like Trudeau, when you look at the, the people around him, uh, that feels like there's more maliciousness, malfeasance going on. There's something there that's very ugly in, in, in their attitudes and their willingness to, to, to really paint the people they disagree with as other in a negative way. That's, there's something there that needs to be really rooted out. I think maybe one of the ties to that could be that we get the information from the Winnipeg lab um, that might be able to really expose just how ugly their thinking and processes were, maybe, I don't know. Um, there's got to be something, though. There's got to be some way to really expose that, and I hope that that gets done properly and just with proper you know, due diligence from the, the, the law agencies and the police force and whatever it is that help, happens to, to bring that forward, that we really dig into it, though. So that even if, you know, the dream comes true and Trudeau is out of office in the next week and the mandates are all thrown away and all that wonderful stuff comes to be, he's not given a free pass. There's got to be full investigations and full understanding to what's happened so that we can move forward. It's not because, you know, he needs to be punished as an individual as much as people that hold that office need to know you can't do this again. Although he still needs to be held accountable for his decisions, just like everybody else in general does. So there, there's just so much within all of that that's going on that's just amazing. And, um, truly historical times, truly historical times. And as I said, like I said with a person I was interacting with recently who was still coming from a place of fear, but was trying to come out of their shell a little bit and interact again and get used to life again. 
I think there's going to be a lot of that. And so those of us that have let go of the fear a lot sooner, one of the other things we can do beyond leading by example is, um, is, is welcome, is trying to be welcoming to people that are, that are a little shy, a little gun shy about coming out of their shells, which is all the kind of the same thing. I'm really kind of reiterating the same point, but it just comes to mind again because I think it's an important idea. Now, um, as for the podcast, I had a guest lined up for last week, but then schedules got screwed up, and so hopefully next week it'll it should be cleared next week. It's one of these things. Um, I have other guests lined up. Things are brewing. It's been a weird, slow January. I think we're all kind of just more fatigued than we really want to let on, and I definitely have felt more more impatient with things until things until recently when things started to change, and now I'm excited about the possibilities of it again. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things I need to work on. I mean, um, so we'll see. The next little while should be very, very interesting. Very interesting. Now, like I said on the last podcast a bit, one of the things we can always remember that we have control over is our breathing. So I'll share a little bit of that concept and remind everybody that I do have an online exercise Qigong class that I do twice a week. On Wednesdays and Fridays, if anybody's interested in that, and it will definitely be something if you do it that will help. I think I'm willing to prove me wrong if you try, but come and give it a ch- chance, try it out, and um, and then from there, I hope next week when I do the update, I hope um, that what I get to say is, "Oh my God, <laughs> the world's changed. We've had the most epic protest convoy." you know, revolution, uh, you know, in modern Canadian history, and we've ignited a freedom bug around the world. I mean, that's incredible stuff. Even the possibility of that being out there is still pretty incredible stuff. So here we are, sitting on the cusp of, of history. And so this is why I wanted to put this one out, too, as soon as I could, because I, you know, not only support everything, but to sort of bring together the human individual feeling of all this, that, that we're all looking on and watching this with this incredible wonder and anticipation and hope and then the people that are out there right out there in, in you know in in Ottawa and I and I, I kind of wish I was I do wish I was with you guys out there but I, I'm here now and I'm supporting you 100% um, the only other sort of more serious thought that I thought I'd share too on this is is the balancing between hope and resolve so we all hope, you know, most of the people in listening to this, I imagine, hope that things go back to normal. But hope alone wouldn't do it. So the people that got into their trucks and drove across the country, they didn't just hope. They had the resolve to do something. And I think that is the key, is the hope bubbles up out of you and it gives you this energy to pursue the direction that you feel is appropriate to that. But then you have to have the resolve to actually do something, to act, because it won't just change because you hope. It'll change because you put yourself out there. You reach into it, and that's that's what's happening. So let's 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 see that continue to happen. I would also throw out there that um, any other BC businesses that are still holding up with the vaccine passports, just stop doing it. Just stop. Um, there's resources out there for you. You can fight back. But if enough businesses stop, then they can't hold it together anyways. 
And something else that I think maybe, you know, should throw in there too is when I say that, when I say that the businesses in BC should, which should stop, um, you know, carrying out this crazy vaccine passport thing as an example, I don't mean that they should stop obeying the laws in general. I don't mean that they should stop having respect for the government and authority and the, and the implementation of, of different rules and regulations for operating businesses. What I mean is we have to, as adults, recognize that even the government can, can be wrong. And it's everybody's job to be able to look at something and use their common sense and use their own internal judgment and say, no, this is right or wrong because it's a moral issue. So, so I hope we can all come together more and more on this and uh, we can all see a better, brighter future as the year progresses and things get warmer and the sun comes back and, you know, the beauty of looking at other people's faces and having a hug and dancing and all of these things that have been taken from us, taken no more. And, yeah. And all the real people that are making it happen. You're, you're, you're appreciated from the bottom of my heart. I hope the best for everybody in all of this. May the world find itself balanced again somewhat, somewhat balanced again. And, all, and once this is starting to put all of this stuff in the rearview mirror, I want to talk about healing and how to come back from traumatic events and how to rebalance yourself. And part of that might be forgiving yourself. Part of that might be reevaluating your opinions. Part of that might not be. I, it's, it's all individual path, but nobody got away in the last two years with an easy ride here. Even if you think you have, you haven't. This has been a hell of a thing to endure. So we all... We all can help each other with that. And that's what's happening with this trucker convoy. Don't let the media tell you otherwise. And, and yeah, I said, I said I was done a couple times already. I am done. Um, I'll be updating everybody next week. Thank you for your time, everybody. To the truckers, you're the best. And everyone else, in gratitude.